through the night. She just wanted to tip, no advice. On the side of the road, what's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us, I don't care, cause we all gonna die. Welcome to Poor Socks. It's the true story of three strange victims working campaign to have their lives minor. Fast food, something like start getting real. I'm Eric. This is Miss Paige Lee. Easy, tell him, Papito. Daddy, dick him down. The DMV's finest. Mansfield's finest. Fredericksburg's finest. Charlotte's finest. Brockwood Elementary, class of 06. Valedictorian. We are back. It is Monday. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody. Um, even happy, you, happy. Uh, I guess it's just for us because by the time people listen to it, it'll already be passed by then. That's valid. Um, I mean, we can just do a quick little update on how everybody's weekend has been. Um, mine's been a lot of watching fights, drinking, watching football, and more drinking, and I'm very happy about it. Mine wasn't much different. Um, truly, just watched a lot of the games. Bet a little money here and there. Are you like snacking or something? The fuck are you doing? My bet. I was opening a snap real quick. <laughs> yeah, as hell. The guests love it. Um, bet on some games. Drank a shit ton. Uh, threw up for the first time since like the summer. It was a good, good weekend. Is that how much? Is that on the scale of a good weekend? Yeah, I don't mind a good a good turn of that leads to getting fucked up to where I throw up. Um, it wasn't because I was drunk like that, really. I was strongly drunk, but I wasn't like blackout or as drunk as I've been. I think I put too much fucking simple syrup in the cucumber coolers because I wasn't measuring it out because I made a whole picture of it. So I dumped the Sprite in there, the liter of Sprite. I dumped the whole thing of simple syrup. I think the simple syrup is what got me because I was chilling. And then later that night, I was like, what the fuck? My stomach don't feel right. Mm. So it was just too much sugar. Yeah. If people don't know, sugar, simple syrup is just literally like yeah, it's just like sugar. sugar water. Yeah. So that with the soda, not ideal. Yeah. Um, my weekend was a lot different. Um, I'm currently doing dry January, so I have not had anything to drink since New Year's Eve. Um, but I did get a new dresser for my bedroom and a new vacuum. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what my weekend consisted of was um, making adult purchases and doing a lot of cleaning. Question about dry January. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to do dry January? Will you continue it into February? Honestly, um, started it because um, I just wanted to start the year off kind of clean because I was going really hard there at the end. Um. And then also I had a friend get a DUI and I was like, oh, like, you know, we'll, you know, not drink together for January. Well, she already drank. So um, <laughs> I'm now a Lone Ranger. Well, like, what do you mean she already drank? Um, she didn't follow through with it. Wait, what did you say you had a friend? I had a friend. You I said. I had a friend get a DUI. I thought you said I had a friend die. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck do you mean she drank? No. <laughs> Oh God! No, do I? Um, but yeah. So she didn't stay sober. So I'm just like continuing to do it. Um, honestly, I don't really go to the bar much anymore. Um, not because of Dry January, just like in general. 
So it's been very easy. Plus, I don't buy alcohol anymore. Um, so I've just been eating a lot of edibles, which I much prefer. So, I mean, I might continue it into February. Who knows? Let's go dry 21. I mean, I honestly had that thought. I honestly had that thought. And I was like, what events in my life would hinder this? And I was like, I don't even know what's going to happen this entire year because I don't know when anything's going to go back to normal. So that could very easily be done at this point. I'll give you $13 if you go the whole year. $13. I don't know if that's worth it, I'll be honest. That wouldn't the alternative was for free. That wouldn't even buy me a pack of truly. Um, follow up to the follow up. Mm-hmm. Would you ever consider doing sober, like for a month? Because I feel like edibles might be a cop out in a way. Mm. Edibles. So I like I started doing that just because I was in California, and then I just kept doing them because I was sleeping so well afterwards. So it's not really like the whole high thing is that great or anything, but the sleep while you're high is what I'm going after. Do you then fear that at some point it will hinder your ability to sleep normally and then you'll be going through sleep withdrawals that's going to fuck up your system? Um, It hasn't happened yet, and I've been out of edibles for like a week and a half. Like, this morning I got up at like 5 a.m. and started working, so... Yeah, why'd you get up so early? I don't know. I just woke up. On a holiday. You guys weren't off today? No. Might have to have a conversation with that company. Yeah, yeah. Somebody mentioned it in my little tribe channel today, my little uh, team channel. They're like, why don't we have off today when we have Christmas Eve? And I was like, you're not wrong. This is a national holiday. It's like a federal holiday. Yeah. I guess because that company, no, I'm not even going to say it's worldwide because, like, we're often, like, I guess we're a financial institution. That's a little bit different, but still. Yeah, this one's, like, privately owned, so it would it would completely be up to the owners, and they chose. So. Interesting. I would have made a fuss. I didn't even know oh, it was we were even off until, like, we got an email about it, and I was like, I really had to sit there and think about it. I don't even know, like, what weeks are going on in my life anymore, what days they are. Yeah. I really have to like check a calendar and I'm like, today's Wednesday. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's no like real separation from days or anything anymore. It's just kind of, it is. And I like almost never know the like the actual date. I just guesstimate and I'm always wrong. But I think I'm going through a like quarantine 2.0 again where like things are starting to blur again. And I feel like I'm slowly getting into another rut and I'm not liking it. Sounds like you need a spring squad vacation. (laughs) I've been getting the chatter started. Oh God. I still want to go fucking skiing or snowboarding. That's, I want to do this. Got so much peanut butter in my mouth from that nutter butter. I might, I might sit that one out, but. But it was good. You don't want to go skiing or snowboarding? I hate the cold. And I hate the snow. So, yeah, no. And then I would have to buy all kinds of, like, gear to do that. So. What do you mean? You can get it thrifting. I mean, I could, but where would I get it around? I don't know. It's just, it would be too much effort. I No, I, I want to go to, like, one of these resorts when it's, like, warm out and they have to put the artificial snow. 
And people are wearing like fucking t-shirts and like vibe. Yeah, we can go to Indiana and go to Perfect North. I've been there. What the fuck is that? Um, it's a place where they do the artificial snow and you can tube and snowboard and ski and stuff. Mm. Oh, side note. Um, so I've still been looking for my uh Chris Evans knives out uh white sweater. Oh yeah. And I, when I take my gambling trips to Illinois, I realize that there's like a huge Goodwill Center um, where they have like the bins and shit. Oh, yeah, those are good. Yeah, so this weekend I was like, hmm, you know what? I'll wake up Sunday in the morning. Uh, I already put my bets in, but I was like, I'll just go take a trip out there. It's like 10 minutes from the house. Mm-hmm. Um, see what I, if I can find anything. Walked in there, had my gloves because I'm a professional. <laughs> After about 10 minutes of doing it, I looked at myself. And I just said, never again will I come to a fucking establishment like this. Why? Because I'm just, I'm not here to sift through things. Like, you know when it's thrifting, right? First of all, if you go to any thrift store, like, the men's section is so minuscule compared to the women's section. So trying to find men's things is one. And then they just have, like, curtains, towels, rugs. Like, it's just fabrics in these bins. And I was like, listen. Uh, so it, this is obviously for some people. It's not for me. I'll just take my risk of going into a thrift store and going through the men's section very quickly. And if there's nothing there, keep moving. But I'm just just not here to sift through bins for hours. Oh, no. Couldn't if be. You me. go to the bins. You have to be there, like block out like a five hour time block and like be invested and willing to like literally dive in piles of clothing. I went one time and it was in the dead of summer and I was drenched in sweat is in nashville and i was like this is not even worth the cheap price this is 100 percent not worth it yeah it's i mean i would don't get me wrong i was throwing things but i was like i was clearly on a mission for one thing and i mean i'm not even gonna lie like the shit they had in there just wasn't that great i'd rather go to like the thrift stores and kind of the nicer areas where it's like you can find really good brands and stuff and it's just like all right i'll pay the two extra dollars that it might be to have it sorted and fucking washed for me. Yeah, the bins is not the place to go if you're looking for something specific. It's more of like a let items find you vibe. People were finding shit. They had fucking carts full and I was like, I don't know where you guys are finding shit because this this is terrible. It's a lot. Not a a bins person. No, don't mind thrifting. Just I'll thrift like a normal person would. Um, as before we start, do you want to give us, you have a little update on when you might potentially be graduating soon? I mean, you know, for all you peasants without a degree, all you peasants who already obtained degrees and are missing out on what life is like at 26 and in college still, um, coming to you fall 2021, spoke to the advisor on Friday, the degree should be obtained. So you, once you finish fall semester, you'll be done. Yeah. Well, I'll have to take like two winter classes, but they'll let me like walk in the fall. And what are, what degree are you going to wind up with? Mm, Fucking a little bullshit business one, but a little, a little international finance bullshit one, but I might be able to cut off those winter classes if I can switch to a liberal arts bullshit, which I might do anyway. I feel like you got, uh, actually, I don't know. I feel like you would know better if the business degree is better than just a general liberal arts. No, I don't want to do anything with either of these degrees, if I'm being honest. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, so I'm gonna have 20, a degree just to put on the wall. 2021, fall 2021, degree coming soon. You heard it here first. Yeah, that's what we said in 2020, though. So there was a pandemic, though. So like there was a pandemic, it's, it's a mulligan, and it's I never a gave a firm. Always said by the grace of God, which it is still by the grace of God. I hate to leave God's <laughs> grace out of it. Uh, we'll have to really turn up when you get your degree. Or is it just too late for that? I'm always turning up. Okay. Can we go somewhere warm? Please. I I don't I just I y'all and y'all what is the word I'm looking for? Mesmerization with the warm just don't appeal to me. I I kind of like the cold, and I'm from Georgia. Spent most of my life in Virginia. I don't really like hot. No, no. See, I don't need to be yeah. hot. I just need to be somewhere in the winter where it's warm, not hot. Yeah, but I like my winters cold. After being in Virginia, and our winters are like, eh. I like to. I like winter to be winter. I like experiencing the seasons. So you like like earlier when you sent us a Snapchat, you said it was fine just a minute ago, and then it was hailing. Yeah, but as I got in the car, I told Mariah, it's really not that cold, though. That's probably why it's not sticky, because it was 38 today. So that just gauges, like, Mansfield didn't change me. Question for you. I took the dog out to the park, and it was like, it's pretty overcast here. But it was like, I don't know, it's probably in the 40s, real feel, like 39, I want to say. Would you rather be in that kind of weather overcast or where it's cold but it's sunny out to me none of that really matters i can take like 39 and overcasty or like 25 and sunny long as the wind ain't bad the wind is what really sets it off because when it's like 39 and the wind's like 15 that shit is terrible feels like the wind is like cutting so as long as your wind is straight you're i'm generally good I think I'm definitely a, uh, I'll take the overcast where it being a little bit warmer. Cause I'm like, it's cool if it's sunny out, but it almost gives you a false sense of warmth. And then you walk outside and you're like, Oh, it's a cool 15 out here. No, that, Fuck that should do be kind of annoying when you think it's warmer than it actually is. Yeah, so I'll, I'll gladly take the overcast, even though the more I think about it, the more, I don't know how people live in Seattle. Cause I would not want to live with my daily life. Being See, overcast. but I'm telling you right now, that's like Mansfield during the winter months of fucking October to May. It's like, we don't see fucking sun and working UPS being out there all day. I'll go like a week and a half without seeing sun. It's just be overclassed with like light flurries every day. And then the day it's not light flurries, <laughs> it's fucking snow. And it's not a little bit. I feel like that's how it's been all weekend. We've been getting like on and off flurries. It, it's not cold enough to stick to the roads yet. Yeah. But uh, I had actually seen a zone on uh, Netflix where apparently, like in some parts of Canada, they got like heated highways because they get that much snow to like try to help the snow melt faster. Yeah, you can miss me with that. You don't like heated I think highways? I feel like I want a heated highway. I don't like the cold. I've never lived somewhere Canada. cold enough where they have to have heated highways. But the sun also hurts me. So I'm in a real predicament. See, that's that's also where it gets tricky because I know someone who also, she hates the cold, allegedly. But then she came to the burg for a little and she hated the heat too. And I'm like, damn, like you don't want to live up north because it gets cold in the winter. But you don't want to live Virginia South because 
this humidity hurts or it sucks. But then you go southern northern Virginia, and that humidity only get worse and worse. That's like my friend Anna, who we had on the podcast for, I think when we did one of the uh, oh yeah, I don't know about. election cast. She was like, she literally is allergic to the cold where she'll break out into hives, but she loves it. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why do people love things that literally hurt them? I don't know, man. We're like probably 15 minutes on this podcast and haven't hit a real topic yet. Yeah, y'all was getting us warmed up. <laughs> hey, we can go into this. Is it better to have loved and lost or to never loved at all? No. It was real sad. Now it's real deep. Yeah. Uh, is it better to have loved and lost or to have never have loved at all? I think it truly depends because I was really trying to come up with a firm answer. I think it might depend on the type of person or individual you are. Because to me, I don't buy into or believe in that like lovey-dovey Disney princess shit. But I do think love as a concept is a thing. So I would hate to think I lived my whole life and didn't love anyone. But if you went your whole life, never experienced love and lived a good life, you probably don't feel like you missed out on anything. So that's where it gets kind of tricky. Can I ask you what made you think of this to begin with? Um, I was reading, I was reading some shit. Oh, uh, fuck. I'm reading this book, The Miseducation of a Negro which is clearly about the school system and how black people are taught different. And he was talk. I was reading about the author going into the book and he had something where he was talking about how love languages are not love languages. Cause it wasn't like love languages back then, but he was saying like people love different ways and some people never experience love and live a great life. Some people do and live miserable lives. So I was just like thinking at that point, cause if you fall deep in love, fucking get cheated on beat, Divorce, your life fucking sucks. <laughs> now let's say I just live a regular, regular causal life. This my girl. We fucking. We got a kid. We homies. Never fell deep in love, but I also never got cheated on, beat, and divorced. So like, that's like clearly the extremes. But like, it could happen. The other one, you don't have that option. Ugh. But like. I don't know, man. Just, I guess if you like, it's it's kind of like an ignorance is bliss. If you've never experienced love, you don't really know what you're missing out on. Yeah. But that would be super sad to live a life and like not experience that feeling also. Yeah. But what if you're never, I don't know if sad would be the right word either though. Cause if you were never like trying to obtain that and you lived a good, happy life, I doubt you're ever sad about missing out on this maybe love that you missed. But also, like, yeah, the whole ignorance is bliss thing. But I feel like society as a whole romanticizes relationships so much and everybody talks about it so much that you would kind of get the gist of what you're missing out on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just because you were never in love doesn't mean, like, you don't hear people talk about it. Or, you know, it's in, like, all kinds of movies or, you know, blah, blah. It's, like, talked about a fuck ton. So I think just because you don't experience doesn't mean you don't know what it's like. Mm, yeah, I guess. I, I, I feel like if, if let's say, if I was the person that was like, oh, I don't need love, I could be like, well, movies are bullshit. Like, they're obviously dramatized. I think it would be if your friends, like, 
if you're let's say your boy comes and is like, bro, like this is crazy. Like I never felt like this since like describing it, or even if you're at a wedding and you're hearing like speeches and vows, like that might even give you a better sense because I feel like you can wrap your mind and connect with that more because it's a more personalized uh connection to that kind of stuff. That might also be perspective and your relationship with people though. Cause what if your boys are members of the scumbag community and they the love that they deepen <laughs> is toxic. Yeah, it's pretty much just toxic. Or what if you're a girl mm. and you're her friend no, we'll go to guy because guys can be in abusive relationships and abused by women as well. What if his love is his girl mistreating him, demeaning him for not having a job, this and that. But he can't leave her because all in all, this all he know and he think he loves her. You're going to be like, damn, happy I'm not missing out on that bullshit. Yeah. I guess I never thought about toxic love. Yeah, because pe- people be getting drunk off that love. Bro, but is toxic love real love then? Or is it something different? It's not I, I feel like it's... To a degree, I, I don't think I'm ever in a place to tell somebody they're not in love or what they think is love isn't love. But to a degree, depending on how toxic they shit is, it might very well just be lust. But I can't come in and be like the rule of, you know what, this ain't love, it's lust. So if they really think they in love, then I got to call it what they call it. Yeah, feelings are too, um, what's the word? Subjective. Ab- Okay, yeah, subjective. I was going to say abstract. Oh, um, solid. For it to be like a set in stone definition of what is and isn't. I would like to think that real love isn't um, abusive in any way, but a lot of people tolerate that and think it's love. So I don't know. See, you said think it's love. So that, that even opens it up there. I, I think it's. I mean, again, you like it said, it's subjective. It could be abstract, but I feel like, like it can't be real love. If you're like, I'm beating you because I love you. Like those things cannot correlate. Unless it's con- <laughs> unless it's consensual Ayo. beating because you're into it in the bedroom. But that's different. I would like to think that, but that's coming from a good guy who doesn't love that way. If we were able to get somebody toxic on the jaw. I could tell you they would be like, and maybe we're not going to go as extreme as beating, but like heated arguments, maybe even calling their girl out their name. They would be like, that's because I'm passionate. Where is the passion in your relationship? They, they would blame, they would blame their toxicity on them being passionate and you not. I just show it aggressively with my fist at times. It's fine. Okay, well, then that opens up a whole can of worms of, like, why people show love the way they do. And then you get into, like, trauma and how people are raised and all kinds of stuff. So, again, it's all subjective and abstract and um, co- what's it called? not coincidental, um, consequential. about Circumstantial. That, too. All of the adjectives. Um, but, yeah, it's... <laughs> I know a guy who used to be this girl, a white man, just so y'all don't think it's one of these black kings out here, who used to who used to be this girl. This was when we were in high school, which was crazy because I didn't think nobody was hitting women in high school, but I know a couple of girls who was like getting beat by their high school boyfriends. And I was like, I feel like Jesus. you got to damn near be in college or living with someone before you start hitting them. 
Because if I'm in high school and I'm a girl and my man hitting me, I'm going to go tell my dad or my brothers and you're going to get handled. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you Like, that was weird to me, but okay. Anyway, and he was beating this girl, like, freshman, sophomore year. He was on a football team. Bro was a dog. Kept getting in trouble. He turned out to be a decent person. I ran into a bar a couple times. He seemed straight. But I remember after he got suspended, not suspended, expelled, he got kicked out of Riverbend in 10th grade. And we was pissed because, like, that was our boy and he was a fucking dog. So we needed him. And I remember going to the gym, he was there, and I was talking, and he was in therapy now. And he was saying, like, he understands that this is wrong now. At the time, he didn't because he thought that was what love was and what passion was because he grew up his whole life watching his dad beat his mom. So I do think to a degree, if that's all you know and it's always been okay with no consequences, they might really, if not, like, seeking treatment or help or to talk to someone about it, they might really think that that's just passion, yep. which is terrible and toxic, but. Yep. 100%. That's so fucking wild. But it, it's it's very true. Like, if that's what you grow up in and that's what you see, you just think mm-hmm. that's normal. I mean, that has to happen to everybody at some point where, like, you do something or people come over to your house and they're like, yo, why do you do this? And you're like, oh, I've always done that. And they're like, no, that's mm-hmm. that's weird. I always, like, wonder about the kids in that situation. Because I'm not the strongest or toughest motherfucker in the world. I do got brothers who are also not the strongest or toughest, but they're not pussies, nor am I. I feel like I would have got to a certain point or a certain age where father or not my father, you wasn't finna just beat my mom. So I always wonder, like, what they go through and, like, their mindset to, like, watch their mom get beat on. Because once I got to, like, 13, 14, we would have fought it out. I probably would have lost, but I would have went down swinging. Yeah, I definitely also had that same thought. I was like, if I were ever in that situation, like that would not like you, we gotta throw hands and we'll see to. what happens. I was thinking about this the other day. I think I was talking to Anna about this of like at what point should people be going to therapy? I think a lot of people need to go to therapy and will never even think about it or like have such bad connotations about therapy. And I'm just not sure where this starts. I don't know. My bad, you can go. Okay. I think with um, our generation uh, coming up and just being more like open about how we feel and what we shouldn't tolerate, um, it became more normalized to go to therapy than it did like the generation before us. Like even, I don't know what exactly is considered a millennial, but like we're millennials. But then like say five to 10 years before us, I think it's kind of like not frowned upon, but like looked down upon to go to therapy because it means that something is wrong with you when really it's super like now it's super normalized. I feel like almost all of my friends go to therapy and even if they feel like something is wrong or not, just to like have a better understanding of like how they react to things and how they respond to things and why they tend to like fall into the same patterns, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've been once and it was enlightening. Um, They told me I have high functioning depression. So that was pretty fun. Um, But I just feel like it's way more normalized now that like we don't put such bad connotations around it and are trying to normalize it. Um, I'm happy for all of those who do feel and think that way. Um, 
I still speak on it in bad light with a negative connotation. It's kind of just how I was raised in the communities I was raised. It, I don't think it makes you a weak person. I don't like the idea of paying someone to listen to you. It's never sit right with me. And I, you said you feel like a lot more people need therapy. I don't think as many people need therapy as like the mainstream media would make you think they do. Cause like when my parents were growing up or my older sibling, like in that time frame, you went to work, you were a good family man or a good wife, a good, just a good woman in general. And that's what you did over and over again. You didn't have time to sit around and think about how you felt cause you were just trying to make it in life. And I think that's kind of how I just strive and live my life. So I don't really get worried or pressed up about much. So people who push therapy for like every day or regular things, I think, I don't think it makes you a weaker person again. I think it does weaken your ability to problem solve on your own. If you're going to seek help for things that are like minute or just cause, cause I think therapy should almost be reserved for people who truly need deep help. And by making it mainstream, we made it like, eh, anybody goes to therapy. Everybody goes to therapy. And that just don't sit a hundred percent right with me. I think I'd rather be more mainstream than not. Cause I think it's, it's better to like, at least, even if you don't go to therapy, like you can like, let's say Paige says a bunch of her friends go, you could be like, Oh, I'm thinking about going. Like, what do you got? I know you guys go like, what do you think about it? And you feel more comfortable talking about it. And also like you, you definitely know this, like, especially if you read Charlemagne's books, like the black community and like just minority communities in general, there's a huge stigma. Yeah. You go to therapy, you're pussy. And like, yeah. And it's like, it shouldn't even be like that. Like you're, you're, you're definitely a unique situation. Like with your, the way you uh, like digest feelings and like your feelings about death are fascinating to me. And like all that kind of stuff, like where your parents are like, yeah, you wouldn't even bother you. So you're in a unique, unique situation. But I think a lot of people in minority communities could like definitely benefit from that kind of stuff, especially like low income and stuff. Like your boy is a prime example of right where he was going through this trauma of his dad beating his mom and he was doing it. And like once he went to therapy, like it opened his eyes. So like there can definitely be a lot of benefits from it. I do think like your point is valid though. Of, not everybody needs to go, like, if you're just kind of going through normal things, like, you definitely don't need to go every week. You could go every other week, once a month. But I think it is good just to have, like, an outside perspective about things in your life. Yeah, and, like, most of, I have a lot of friends that um, are either psychologists now or are going to school to be therapists. So that's why I feel like a lot of my friends go to therapy because it's just, like, very normal for all of us. Um, some don't go like every week. Some just go like once a month, blah, blah, blah. And it's not that like trauma or anything crazy happened to them. It was like um, they were in a bad relationship. They need to speak about like what happened and why they fell into that. Or um, I have a friend that started going because it was suggested by her like primary care physician as to why she was doing so bad in school. And she found out that through her therapist that she had ADHD and it was um, the reason why she wasn't like also succeeding in relationships as well and like certain aspects. So it wasn't like, you know, anything crazy, but it wound up like that one diagnosis helped her like figure out and um, stabilize other things in her relationship 
or in her life which elevated it so how did the doctor not know she had ADHD? The, prim- the primary did. care physician, because it's a mental um, diagnosis. It's not like a physical diagnosis. They have to, um, what's it called? They have to um, send you somebody else. What's it called? Not right. Uh, they to have refer to refer you to a specialist. Else. To So they like had an idea that she had ADHD. And they're like, Oh, you you uh, are you have to refer to the specialist to make sure and then the psychologist can diagnose you with medication for that but like a primary care physician can't because they're not it's not like their specialization i was about to say your doctor's shit if they can't tell you of adhd where you're no like yeah they knew but they can't like this is your diagnosis you need to take this for this it's more of like a mental thing so a therapist does or a psychologist doesn't I don't know. If you want to, go for it. Um, if you don't want to, that's fine, too. Because um, it's, like, a completely up your decision. Yeah, it's not, like, mandatory for everybody, obviously, like a primary care physician was. But if you think it's going to help you and, you know, it's something that has been brought up in your life a bunch of times and people recommend you do it, it's probably, like, worth looking into. Because a lot of people don't know how to process emotions and wind up in these like terrible cycles of things happening in their lives and stuff. So if somebody can listen to you and then rationalize your thoughts into a way to um, elevate or excel your life, go for it. I would be, uh, I would be curious if we sent as to a therapist, like, never happen. like how that interaction would go. How that would I'll go, go meet with my pastor and talk life before I meet with a therapist. Yeah. I mean, Kathina that was on here, I mean, she's a therapist. She is a therapist. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Huh, did not know that. Uh, I guess here's the thing. I will say, like, if you were to meet with your pastor, it's definitely different. But I do think that there are oh, some. Yeah, I'm not going to do that either because that that ain't going to get done. <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody you would feel comfortable like talking to about things? Like, let's say something happened in your life. Like, who do you feel comfortable talking to about that? Like, all of my family. I feel like that's what I got all this family for. And they're intellectual, educated individuals. So I'm sure they've been through something or something similar or can process it. Like, that's why, eh. well, I got family and I got family, friends and loved ones. So it's weird for me to then think I would go run to a therapist to help me when I, I got all this family. Yeah, for you, that totally makes sense. But a lot of people don't have that. Like, I would never go to my family about my problems. Maybe my dad, but do you know anybody in your family Me? that's ever gone to therapy? Um, I <laughs> no wait, what? What'd you say? No, I got I'm a brother who went. He's also the one brother I have who happens to be gay. So believe it or not, he he gets some shit at all of our family reunions. He a different breed, man. That man a different breed. <laughs> Love him though. Love him. Can you cut? Uh, or end something with a guy or girl if you're past the talking stage and you find out that they smoke cigs and they're not interested in stopping. Yeah. I feel like you have any right to stop a relationship anytime you want if something bothers you enough. I don't understand why there would be a stipulation as to, oh, you can't break up with me now that I know cig, like now that you know I smoke cigarettes. Like, if I'm with you, I can't. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, um, I I feel like this question was delivered terribly, because yeah, we're not trapping, you we're not tapping in anyone into dating, but like I'm, 
is that are we saying that's like a valid reason? Do y'all think y'all could go through with that? Wouldn't that be a valid reason? Yeah. Because I think we can all admit in relationships, there are some things that you would be like, eh, if I broke up with this person for this, I'm a scumbag. Like, mm, I'm talking to you. You're cool. But now I've seen you in your glasses a few times. I really don't like girls who wear glasses. We're breaking up. Like, you're a fucking scumbag if you do some shit like that. If you vibe with a person, create a relationship, they call that shit. Y'all been kicking it for like a month or two. And now... This is the first time you've ever seen it, but shorty light a cigarette. Is that enough to be like, eh, yeah, this ain't for me no more? I just don't understand how you would go that long talking and not know. I got friends who smoke, and I didn't know they smoked until like two years in. So are they hiding it from you? They're not hiding it, but they know I don't smoke, so they just don't smoke around me. Like if they come to my house, they're not going to light a cigarette in my house. And I don't really be at their house like that. Or when they're at their house, their roommates don't smoke. So, like, they do it when they're out more often. So they just have never smoked around me. They still smoke. They just don't do it around me. So I think you could easily go, like, a month or two without knowing somebody smokes. Especially if that's the beginning stage. Because I feel like most cig smokers know that it's kind of, like, frowned upon more and more the farther we get. So I feel like that's not something, like, on a first date, you walk into your car, they're going to pull it out and light it before they get in. So for me, I don't like smoking. I think it's gross. And if you know something is going and it's 100% proven to give you cancer, you're just a fucking idiot. But I did technically associate with somebody that did smoke cigarettes and it didn't bother me at all. Like, I don't really care. But it didn't bother me as much. If it's like something that you are very adamant about because it personally triggers you and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can, yeah, I mean, I don't see why that's an issue if you want to break up with them. That also means you probably didn't care enough about them to, like, overlook it either. So. The care enough to overlook it is interesting because that's more where this conversation is. If Is that something you can really overlook? Yeah. I feel like it's not. First off, I like money. Cigarettes cost a lot of money. And then the smell of cigarettes lingers. Like, it's going to be on your clothes. So I'm going to be smelling cigarette smoke. I feel like the month or two months in is too short. You would need to do it where you're, like, six months in. You're talking about potentially moving in once your lease is in. And then, like, you find out that they're, like, a cig smoker. I feel like that gives a lot more weight. Because if it's a month in, like, even if that's it, you don't fuck with smoking. Like, hey, I'm out. Like, I don't, I don't like the smell. I don't like that it lingers, like, especially if you're moving in, like, then your smell's going to get to my shit, and then my shit's going to smell, like, no. But, like, if you're six months in, like, you're, that's, you're really invested in it. It's really then a conversation, like, hey, I don't like that you smoke, but you don't want to quit either, so what are we going to do? You would almost have to, like, not an ultimatum, but just be like, would you be willing to give up smoking? And if not... I don't know. I just think it's really weird if you are talking to somebody or dating somebody that long and you don't know they smoke. Like, yeah, I don't smoke and you're not doing it around me. But the fact that I didn't know for all of those months just seems like you're hiding it. Like, I just think that is so sketch. I don't think it's as weird as you think it is. I feel like you could really go a long time without knowing somebody smoke. But if you make it to that if you make it yeah. to that six months, and we're at the point that Eric is saying is that Eric and y'all are deep in six months, you're now finding out how you think that's playing out. Because I think it damn near has 
to be an ultimatum if it's something you don't get with. And I really don't like smokers, so it would have, it would almost have to be an ultimatum on my end. I mean, I, I'm not one for ultimatums and relationships because I feel like you're if if they follow through with your ultimatum, I feel like there's going to be depending on what it is, but like it's it's usually not going to go well because then there's like resentment and all that stuff. But I feel like that's hundred yeah. percent valid. Like, hey, I don't like cig smoke. Like, I don't want you to smoke. If you want to smoke, hey, keep doing that. But I'm not going to be with you. Like, that's <gasps> yeah. I feel like that's like clean. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a reason not to break up somebody. If you want to break up with them because of that, because that is a thing that you are very adamant about, go for it. I don't, I don't see the problem in that. And I feel like we need to be clear, like, it's like a regular smoker, you know, like, people definitely have things where they get drunk and they like to smoke one yeah. or here or there, like, you know, that's normal, like, human activity, but, like, we're talking about a regular body packs. Like, I almost hate the casual, I only smoke when I'm drunk person more than the regular smoker. Because I'm going to give you some insight. If you only smoke when you're drunk, to me, you kind of pussy. You holding back because you don't want people to judge you for your nasty fucking habit, which is smoking. Because drunk people do what drunk people want to do. So if you're smoking only when drunk, it's probably because you want to smoke a little bit. And you hiding your nasty habit. At least now you up front like, yeah, I smoke. I, I go through packs. It's not just when I'm drunk. I fucking smoke. I don't like you the same when it comes to that aspect. Of, like We still can't date, but I can put a little more respect on your name. Than the person who's like, oh no, I only smoke when I'm drunk. Like, shut the fuck up. But I heard, I like, I don't know, but I've heard that isn't it like a great to have like a cigarette while drinking or like drunk? Like, there's like a certain feel, like, cause like you get like a head high from smoking cigs. I just heard Paige say that these people were idiots for doing something that would kill them. So if you're doing something, it don't just kill you when you're not drunk, it'll kill you when you're drunk too. I mean, like, drinking is killing one of your organs as well. I don't think it's anywhere as significant as cigarettes. I mean, I haven't looked up the medical stats, but I'm pretty sure it's nowhere near as significant as cigarettes. And drinking don't got a smell of that disdain like uh, cigarettes. And no drunk person says, I only drink when I'm drunk. So they usually own up to their drink. <laughs> I only drink when I'm smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think... I think you're more than warranted to end a relationship if someone's smoking cigs, you don't fuck with it. I think if you're six months in and they and you're just not finding out, that does that opens up a door of like what else could you potentially be hiding, which is all is it hiding though? If you're like purposely not smoking, here's the thing it's like a very it's a thin line of like you're doing it not around me because you know I don't like it, which is respectable, but also you've been hiding it for six months, which is also sketchy. For instance, I don't smoke. It depends. I don't how smoke cigs, but I do smoke cigars from time to time. Mariah doesn't care either way. But when we started dating, up until well, not even dating, just talking, up until the summer, and we were like five, six months in, she didn't know I smoked cigars. It's not that I hated it; just wasn't a time where I was with the boys hitting the brotherhood smoke, so she didn't have the opportunity to know. But cigars are they, they different are different. Cigs. But if there's a person who just don't like the smell of either one of them, whether it's cigar or cigs, I feel like there could still be a chance that if you smoke on the way to work every day and have one on the way back from work, there's a chance like your significant other may never know that unless like they ride with you to work. I mean, that's fair, but I think usually if you're smoking cigs, you're not just smoking one in the morning, one like at night. 
I don't know. I don't know that many smokers. I know some people who kill it. I know some people who smoke occasionally. I just know I don't like my house dragging that smoke. I just feel like cigars are also like just more socially acceptable. Acceptable. Don't know why. Probably because it has more of a it's elegant connotation to it. If they're smoking a cigar, and I'm not. It's. I mean, it's it's just all about how you uh, package everything. Damn, I still got one. I might need to get in here soon. Yeah, I might. I might have to get one for this this Saturday Conrader fight week. We're back in, (laughs) boys. Back in it. Once he wins, go out on the balcony at fucking 1 a.m. Probably 25 That's degrees. That's the best time to get a cigar up. Uh, you say it's so cold. Why would I do that to myself? It's going to be That's 34 that day. Fuck. You're living warm. Jesus. Jesus. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, this is an interesting conversation right here. Now, I put this in quotes because I, th- my personal opinion is I don't even think you're real friends, but we'll cook friends that don't want best for their friends or get jealous of their friend's success. Now, again, I don't think you're even a real friend if you get jealous of your friends and jealous of their successes in life. I think that's See, I like that you put it like that because I agree, but because I don't think I could have friends like that. I'd be like, uh, nah. Nah, but at the same time, if like this has always been that person and like he's a little envious or she's a little envious and they see you making career moves and they're not like happy because they're behind and shit like that. They got I feel like every crew to a degree got one person that's a little bit of a hater. Like you want to be like, yeah, these are my people, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you kind of know, like I'm sitting in the group chat. I got this promotion, but this nigga really don't care. Like, everyone else, like, congrats, I'm happy, I'm happy. And he like, <laughs> oh, bet. Like, I feel like everybody got that one person who don't really give a fuck, and it's kind of just out for themselves on the team still. I feel that. Be- and they're not, like, terrible people. It's not like, damn, I got to cut you up because you're a piece of shit. Because you still could be my boy. You can still be cool to a degree. But I still do maybe know that if the best for me don't behoove you, or takes out if the best for me takes away from your light, you might not want that. And as long as I know that, like up front or going into it, I can still be all right with you because I know you a jealous motherfucker. So it's like, I got this job, it's cool, I'm doing all right, I got a house, this and that. You kind of gonna hate a little bit because you live at your parents, or you gonna hate a little bit because you with your girl and you hate it over there, or you with your brothers and that place sucks, they got you in the fucking attic. But at the end of the day, like, long as I know that you're kind of a hater, I can still kind of bang with you to a degree. Because I'll be honest, um, in high school, I was a pretty petty bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, at one point, was that friend that was not happy for my other friend with their accomplishments of getting into a certain school. And I'm no longer friends with that person because it like we were just not great for each other at all. So I've been the toxic friend that wasn't happy for the other person, but I've also had people like reverse the situation and me, something happened to me and a different friend just like not acknowledge it, not say anything about it, even put it down to a point where I was like second guessing myself. So I've kind of been on both sides of it and both sides of it suck. And um, there's probably, and 
like a different reason as to why they're not being supportive of you, not just because they're a hater, like they're just, you know, jealous or, you know, going through something. I don't know, but yeah, they're, they're just not your real friend and you should part ways because you're not losing anything and you're not gaining anything from it. So, I'll admit I was a hater at one point. At only one instance in my life will I own up to I was a hater. And I then came back to apologize for being a hater. So even now, I'm got, we're still great friends to this day. So I'm happy we didn't cut ties or nothing like that. Bro got the scally to tech my uh, senior year. That was when my boys grew up with them, fucking trade them all the time. Scully probably would have been mine. I fucked my knee up senior year. So I didn't get to play. He played the whole season, got the Scully, went on to play there. When he announced that he was going to sign there, I was on some hate shit. Like, I was thoroughly, I don't even know if jealous is the right word. Because nigga was hoping that he's, I will be getting the car and get fucked up on the way out this parking lot. That's the type of vibes I was on because I was a very salty. About a week or two passed, I bumped into him at a party, let him know, like, yo, like, how I acted at the time was fuck shit. You're my guy. I've had time to, like, settle with my doubts. I know where I'm going to go, so everything's good. And I'm sorry that at any point I took away from your light and your moment. Because those, I feel like in the best of the moments, those are the people, like, you can be very excited for whatever life has got to and got or handed to you. And all it takes is that one text or that one person talking to dim it a little bit. And that could fuck up your whole celebration, for real. I mean, I, I have two thoughts on that. The first one is, like, especially where you are in high school when you're playing competitive like that at such a high level, I can definitely see in your – like, I can understand why you were doing that because you were like, yo, that should have been mine. Like, he's taking food away from yeah. my table. Not really, but, like, in theory. Like, if I didn't get hurt, he wouldn't be getting this guy. Like, that. that's where I should go. So I can see why, like, in your mind you get yeah, – Yeah, like, those are some hate shit. I mean, I – not to get into sports talk, but it's almost like how I th- I almost think Jalen Waddle has to feel like this because like Jalen Waddle gets hurt this year, Devontae Smith goes on to have like a car- like a career year, gets the Heisman, and like now there's all this talk about Devontae Smith being like the number one receiver off to go, and it's like Waddle's like, bro, I was out playing you the first four games of the season, like I get hurt. Next thing you know, you're getting the Blitnikov, you're getting the Heisman. Like it, it has to be. I'll somewhere say it because I mean I clearly don't play no more. I think any athlete or just competitor or whatever you do that's competitive who told you different would be a liar. Because if we compete, the one thing I don't want, if you beat me fair and square, that's one thing. Like we went here, he played better than me, that's yours. But if I think you played better than me or you're benefiting since I didn't get to play because I was injured, then I'm going to probably be salty because we don't know if you're actually better than me. I sit out the whole year while you put up these stats. I do have another follow-up, though. Is it more so to Paige, because as I said it once, was it that specific person, or was it more of a, like, a general thing of, like, not being um, It was more of a general people? thing, because it was before I got accepted to my college and got my cheer scholarship, and I was pissed, because it's, it's mm. honestly really similar to Ezra's story. My junior year of high school... I tore my ACL, so I was out the whole year for cheerleading. And um, we had won nationals before that, but the year I sat out, we also won nationals. And it was, they also got grand champion, which is like this huge fucking thing. And um, 
they they made such a big deal out of it. And I just had to sit there in the fucking knee brace while watching them compete. And I was just so bitter about it. And then um, a girl that I cheered with, um, she wound up getting a college scholarship. And they kept mentioning that national championship when she accepted her scholarship. And I was like, I swear to God, if she goes and I don't get some kind of scholarship because I broke my knee doing a fucking tuck, which I should not have been doing, I'm going to be so mad. I just like, and it all wound up being fine. She went to college, hated it and quit. I went to college, did it for four years and got school paid for. So it worked out, but I was so pissed. (laughs) I was so pissed. And then we weren't friends for like a couple Mm -hmm. years. And um, then we just kind of like fell off to like a lot of different things just like changed in our friendship and stuff. But now we're all good. So like we're petty. Yeah, I've always. Yeah, I was going to say it's 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 always a thing of like, I can't even really consider someone a friend if like they're almost like rooting for your downfall in a way. Like, like, why would you want to have that person around? No, that's facts. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's, uh, um, let's switch it up. Let's go to a little bit of a. Sure. Now let's keep going fucking deep. Why not? We're already here. This is one we've definitely talked about before. Um, so it might just be an update. Who really knows at this point? Um, we're talking about cancel culture versus consequences for your actions. I'm gonna let as give us more backstory. So oh, I, uh, I was just thinking about because I know I fuck with Charlemagne the God heavy. Uh, he's been big on putting on black businesses. One of the black businesses that he's po- supporting, they got a clothing line, and it's uh, I don't know the name of it, but they do these dope ass council culture hoodies instead of cancel culture. And he was saying like the fucking their platform or the story, but what do you call it? Their mission. There you go. Their company mission is not necessarily to counsel somebody. Counts cancel somebody for the mistake but to counsel them because at the end of the day cancel culture is almost a hurt to society because something happens we don't like it cancel this person cancel this person cancel this person and it's cool like y'all got the freedom to do that if you don't want to support people with different thoughts or ideologies or do something that you deem as terrible but at the same time with counsel counsel that's a fucking tongue twister with that they're trying to put on that it's more useful and helpful to counsel them instead of canceling them because let's say for instance you do something five years ago that a twitter deep dive brings up which can happen all the time now why are we canceling that person for something that happened five years ago when they could grow they could have shown growth they might have already moved on from that or better yet something happened yesterday just like the person who did something five years ago and is different now and has grown, something happens yesterday, don't necessarily counsel, cancel them, but like let's help them grow. Let's counsel them on why they shouldn't have been that way. And that overall is a benefit to society rather than just counseling them. Because by canceling them, they're bitter, they're out of the picture, blah, blah, blah. But like by counseling them, we now have an alliance. You're now on our side because we've shown you the raise. Hopefully you grow from that. So like it's we big on council culture now. We're off that camps. We're off of the cancel. So I have some thoughts. So first off, for anyone confused, he's saying cancel, C-A-N-C-E-L, versus council, C-O-U-N, 
C-I-L, correct? Yeah. Okay. Because at first I did not know what the fuck you were talking about until you explained it more. Um, second, I think, I completely agree, honestly. I think cancel, cancel culture is just bullying for um, someone making a mistake. Um, I definitely think that people should be able to learn from their mistakes, move on, and it not be like a dwelling thing. Um, where was I going with that? I really just lost my train of thought. God damn it. Um, but yeah, example, like you said earlier when we were talking about therapy, I know that counseling people and going to therapy like differ. But you said like your friend was like beating his significant other and then got some counsel from someone else and then learned from his mistakes. It's kind of like kind of the same thing as far as just like not um, dwelling on somebody's mistakes of their past. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I was trying to think about it because I was like, people definitely deserve a second chance. But not everybody deserves a second chance oh, at the same like, time. Um, pedophiles? No. See, I'm of the logic where I do indeed think everybody in the world deserves a second. I can't think of one thing where it's like, you know what? That person never in life deserves a second chance. Uh, child pedophiles? I could probably not give uh, them a second chance. Yeah, but if they're reformed, they do their time, they do go to counseling, 10, 15 years later, they're better. I'm not going to say something you did 15 years ago, I can still hold you at the exact same accountability. Like, maybe I keep you away from me and mine, maybe the community needs to be aware, but to think in 15 years, it's impossible for you to have grown or changed, I can't get down with that. And when we say that we could think of like a couple situations where no one would get a second chance, that gets tricky. Because these are in our minds what we would think people wouldn't get a second chance for. There are people who would think things that we care about are things we've done or mistakes. They'd be like, eh, I don't think they deserve a second chance. And now it's like, it's, it's fuck shit. Every, I think everyone gets at least one second chance. I guess if you can, if you go through whatever the justice system or whatever... I don't know, because I'm thinking about, like, the worst of the worst. Like, you would have to go to jail and potentially be reformed. But there's definitely, like, smaller acts that you can definitely get a second chance on. I don't know. It's it's hard to speak in absolutes because there's so many different situations that this could be applied to. I guess I'm going to stick to strictly if it was, like, the cancel culture that you deal with Twitter. I definitely think you should have another chance to redeem yourself and you shouldn't be murdered off of five-year-old tweets because, like, I feel like half the time when those are getting brought up, it's people just looking for anything you've done wrong and not necessarily actually trying to, you know, and they're just looking for bad. They're not doing it out of genuine, and it's, I guess, purpose. It's way easier to find where somebody did wrong than to find their growth. So even if you go five, 10 years back and find where they fucked up, did you look for if they've grown at all in those five or 10 years? Did you see if they've done anything to like avenge what they did or somewhat alleviate what they did? So I can't. The deep dives for me absolutely got to be stopped. I feel like we should also like normalize. I don't want to say ignorance, but like a lack of knowledge about things. 
like there every day there's new LGBT terms, um, different breakdowns of minority groups. Like there's there's society's ever growing, and I think it's impossible for someone to know everything. So let's say you come across someone that's not as knowledgeable about something. Don't just immediately shame them and be like, how the fuck do you not know this? Like, hey, explain it to someone so that way they do know. So that way, hey, in the future, if they want to know something, they'll feel comfortable asking about it instead of feeling like an idiot by like saying, hey, can you explain to me why I know this? Don't be like, oh, how the fuck do you not know this? Like, no, just tell them. Like, the, oh, this is what the this, LGBTQ is. this is. What that is. plus example is the first one I thought of too. Um, just because it's so ever changing and I swear to God, every time I talk to somebody about it, there's like a new, um, sexuality term or something. And I'm like forever messing it up. And it's so complex. And a lot of people get offended by so many things. Sometimes it's like literally hard to keep up with what is like correct to say or, you know, something like that. So you got to give people time to like catch up and learn like what is going on. Like, for example, I, um, I have a friend that's currently transitioning and I keep messing up their pronouns. And thankfully they're like forgiving in the fact that like I keep messing it up. But when you know somebody for so long that was one gender and now they're not, it's like difficult to go into. So that's just an example, but you just have to give people time to, like learn so they can be educated and keep going. Very hot take. Can we normalize offending people? That's what I think the world needs more of. If you truly don't care about something, I would hate for you to pretend to look me in my face and act like you care or act like you give a fuck about what I'm telling you or the way this is supposed to be done. If you don't care about it, offend me. Because I feel like if I don't care about some shit, I don't have no problem offending you. And I really don't care how you then feel after it because I didn't care about it in the first place. We got to normalize people being like, fuck you and keeping it pushing. I feel like that's a lot of what <laughs> like stand-up comedy is based on. And people try to cancel comedians and it's like, well, my whole <laughs> comedy act is based on um being offensive that's why it's funny you got you gotta let comedians do it you gotta let them get the jokes off the jokes trash you can tell them it's trash but you gotta let them get the jokes off. it's gonna offend you one don't watch it like if you're that bothered by it i don't know it's just like i'll be respectful but also like everybody's gotta quit like getting so butthurt about every little thing like I see on TikTok a lot where girls are like doing makeup tutorials and there's this one way of doing makeup where you wear a darker foundation and then match it to your neck and then lighten up everything else. So it's like, it looks natural contour. And, um, there was one girl that had on like a really, really dark tan, but she was like Greek. So everybody was like dragging her for being tan and she's like i wasn't trying to be a different race i'm like literally just tan like i don't i don't know what you want me to do with that so just i don't know just everybody needs to like calm down about some things especially like a spray tan like come on yeah i feel like everybody's looking for a reason to be mad it's like hey just don't 
Like, if someone does something that's actually worth getting mad about, then, you know, think, we can do that. I think my problem is like, it would relax. take so much to get me mad because I'm not a mad type of person that sometimes I'll say shit to people and they get offended. And I'm like, damn, if you said that to me, I would not care. Like, if you're telling me this story about, like, fucking, we'll go with something I truly do not give a fuck about. Um, The LGBTQs, for whatever. <laughs> if we if we own a story about that, and like you're explaining to me, or this is an individual in that little community explaining to me what the correct and non correct. I'm gonna be like, I don't give a fuck and keep it pushing. And I don't think that's an offensive thing. Cause if I'm trying to talk to a fucking Trumpy about black activism and he don't care and he's like, fuck you, I'm gonna keep it pushing. Like you, I'm selling something to somebody who don't care about it. So if you're selling something to me and I don't care about it, I'm cool with just being like, fuck it and keeping it pushing. So I don't really know why they'd be all upset about it because uh, some things I just don't give a fuck about. And I don't give a fuck to try to give a fuck about. And I feel like out of respect for you as a person, I'm going to let you know before you invest five minutes of your time that I don't give a fuck. But I mean, that's that's kind of like... <laughs> I mean, like... I don't know how I'm going to explain my point. But the the whole the whole thing is the the issue is the not giving the fuck part. Because if a trumpet doesn't care about black lives, then that's the whole issue is because they don't give a fuck. Yeah, and I would then be wasting my time trying to sell them and convert them in that five minute me bashing them on and now nah, you need to care. You need no, they don't care, they don't care. I'm not going to waste my time selling the story to you. If it's someone on the fence, that's different. If I was someone on the fence about learning, then you sell to me. If I set my line in the sand and I don't give a fuck, keep it pushing because I don't give a fuck. And you're not switching my mind in five minutes of your time. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I guess I get it because it's like, if you're on one side, you have every right to try I think you should politely and try to get your point across, right? But at the same time, the other side doesn't have to listen. And if they don't want to, even though you don't like it, there's technically nothing wrong with that. And you shouldn't then try to force them or shame them for not. Because then you're just going to further yeah, embrace them. Big time. time doing that. I also think there's a difference between not giving a fuck about something and just being like, outright disrespectful does that make sense oh i'm not gonna fly your fuck the gays flag but i'm also not gonna sit here and listen to your calls (laughs) so i don't give a fuck but i'm not disrespecting (laughs) you in no way i mean and a lot of this is just like it's just kind of unfortunately like society just is what it is in a point like you can definitely make changes to it but like at the end of the day, they're just going to be some people who are just on one side and they're headstrong and they don't care. And, and I think it's going to be vice it's versa. Okay it's okay to be on different sides of different things. Because I don't understand how some people act like they fight for every cause and care equally about every cause. Like they care about the blacks. They care about the LGBTQ or whatnot. They care about the environment. They care about... I'm going to be 100% honest. Some of the shit I do not care about. So for me to sit here and like act like I pretend to care about the environment and shit like that, that would be me wasting your time lying to you. So I'm gonna let you know up front, like, nah, that's not something I'm really pressed about right now. It's like when Jehovah yeah. Witnesses knock on people's door and people are just like, nah, I'm good. It's like, 
hey, keep it moving. All right, bet. Yeah, I mean, if you got bigger priorities, go off. Yeah. Um. All right, we can get into some lighter things to round out the podcast. Um. Bro, this is a big. I was watching House Hunters the other day, and fucking, they were showing this house. I think it had a finished basement, or it didn't have. It it was one of the two. But then she had said something about like fucking attic access, and it went up there, and I was like, wait a second. When the fuck? I don't know what happened, but like attics were a thing back in the day. Why are attics like not a thing no more? Your attic used to be able to be just as fucking fly as your basement. And now I feel like I don't know nobody with an attic, really. Like, you can have a whole man cave movie room in your attic, and, like, that's, like, not really a thing no more. I don't think I've ever been in a house with an attic that was an actual room. Um, If there's a room at the top, I would just call that the top floor. An attic is supposed to be, like, a storage or a crawl space, I thought. Nah, they have, like, whole, like, finished attics and shit. Yeah. We gotta bring them. We gotta bring them back. But if y'all don't know nothing about the attic, this this topic is wasted. No, novices. The attic used to be like the flyest shit ever. I remember going over to my boy's house and he had a finished attic, and I was like, "This is so cool." Like the thing it, pulled down, the, and like the ladder pulled down, one of the pull and down he'd climb up the ladder, and it was like a whole playroom up that bitch. It sounds like the parents just made the attic a playroom. Yeah, they, like, finished the attic. They had, like, TVs up there, electricity, a little mini fridge. Like, that needs to come back. Interesting. My only thing about um, an attic, finished attic versus a finished basement, is heat rises. So that bitch would have to be hot as hell. Two, the noise would just vibrate the entire house, I feel. Um, it was mainly the heat. I just can't get around it being super fucking hot. I don't know. I feel like you could ventilate it so it wouldn't be that hot. Or you could just lead a little stairs down. Probably wouldn't be that hot. Looking at pictures of finished attics, I mean, they're definitely smaller. Like, I think that's why. it's You're going to get a lot more room out of the finished You can have both, for real. Obviously. Oh, you I don't know rich if you'd have to be rich. Because some of these houses I've been saying is like one hundred and seventy-five thousand, two hundred thousand with a finished basement. The house is kind of shitty, but throw an extra twenty thousand to get a little finished at it. I don't know. Some of these kind of look like I want to be mad at that too. for real. I, I think I'm gonna look into it, and not for me. I feel like the man cave would be in the basement. It'd be nice to have a finished basement man cave type thing, so I can like drink, vibe, kick it with my fellows when they're over. But I feel like the attic would be a nice additional play space for the kids. And now I don't have to worry about them running down in my man cave to do shit because they got an attic they can play in until they're like 10 or 11 when that shit's not cool no more. Mm, I was watching an episode of House Unders where the guy was like, why do the man caves always have to be the, like the basement where you're shunned down there? Like, let's normalize fucking the man, man cave caves in, in the, the attic. attic. I don't know how great that would be. Because I feel like at least in the basement, if this is a two, three-story house, at least in the basement. And also, we're not counting the basement as a floor. So people who do shit like that, like, shut the fuck up. You do not have a three-story house because you have a basement. You still just have a two-story house. <laughs> um, fucking, I feel like in the basement, you can get rowdier. You can get a little more activity. To have a man cave and have me 
on the top floor of the house watching the game, yelling, stumping around with my boys or the family. The kids probably not going to be sleeping as well. And then there's a whole floor between us to divide the noise from the bedroom and the basement. We won't have that with the attic. The attic, I don't think, would make a good space for the uh, man cave. What if you made, like, the upstairs attic? Like, I'm looking at one now. It looks kind of classy. You make it the cigar lounge because it has a little balcony out there. And then downstairs, I can't lie. Like, the part that two of the does sound lit as fuck. But if I have a finished attic and a finished basement <laughs> and the man cave is a finished basement, I doubt my significant other is going to be like, oh, no, take this dope-ass upstairs space, too, so you can smoke cigars when you want with the boys. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like you're running a loose ship. You could probably have it like a little woman's area so she don't got to come in the man cave. Whatever women are doing in their free time, watching their soaps. Sewing. <laughs> Maybe a little reading area. You know the vibes. So- <laughs> she should. Yeah. Oh. She should. Don't love it because I don't really know what you're doing out there. Exactly. That's literally the whole point. She's not- no. I'm saying like I don't know like the purpose of that. I feel like having the garage or shed for the for just for the family's use. You know the lawnmowers going in there, some tools. What you what you need a shed for? No, it's like a man cave, but it's called a she shed. So it's out of the house and they're away from everybody. So it's like I saw one that um a girl. It was like just a girl's music room. Like she loved doing music, so her husband. <sighs> bought one and just like converted it into her own little studio or i've seen ones where it was like a makeup room or just some shit like that and it's only called a she shed because it rhymes but i feel like we could do all that stuff in the house though like you could just have one of the, the rooms and do that but if you don't have enough room is the is the issue if i can't afford a house with a big enough room to give you an extra space yeah, I, mean, I don't then need to buy no additional shed to put on my property because well, I'm a broke boy. If you got a cigar lounge in the attic, a cave in the basement. Whoa, I don't have the cigar lounge. <laughs> I said no. See, I feel like this the she said would be cool and all, but like let's say you're living in Mansfield and your makeup room's out there yep. and it's 20 degrees, real feel negative 10. I feel like hey, you're not walking that wouldn't get used like, as yeah. much either. I think it would depend. It's probably not as warm out there. It's probably not as nice. It's probably not as spacious. So you probably don't want to bring like your friends and guests out that way like you would a man cave. No. How do no. we feel about an adult treehouse? I've seen them. And every time I see them, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is going to be cool for two hangouts. And then I'm going to clown you from this point on. I feel like it would only be cool if there were stable and wide enough stairs to get up and down and if the treehouse was a bar. Yeah. Yeah, but that would still mm-hmm. be like bar very treehouse. novelty. Like, you'd probably come over and do it once or twice and then it'd be like, alright, bro, like, why are we not in the basement? Well, it's kind of like, alright, like the house we went to in North Carolina, yeah. like it has the like outdoor bar and like, you can definitely yeah, use Yeah, I would use an outdoor bar. You can use it all the time. I'm not seeing myself using an outdoor treehouse more than like once or twice, even if the bar up there. Because like it would be cool once or twice. Then after that, it's like, bro, we grown men. This is like weird. Why the fuck you have this built? I mean, it's the same thing as an outdoor bar just in a tree. Nah, the outdoor bar is like super 
It's usable. It's super easy. We go down there. We go sit down. We go to the bar. Now I got to go up these steps to get to the treehouse. Anytime I want to go to the bathroom, I got to come all the way down the steps. I'm going to be drinking. So I'm going to go to the bathroom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There could be there could be a designated like Like, all right. Think about the okay. one we went to in North Carolina, right? But let's say you have that wraparound deck instead. And then there's one corner out the back facing like the woods designated pee area. You pee off of it. Now we're getting I'm into also it because now you're peeing off of a treehouse. He doesn't want to pee off of things. Uh, right over yeah. there. And it's not. You're not selling me on you can't I'm get telling over. you, if you, you did go. this, I would visit the treehouse twice. Outside of that, you'd invite me over and I'd be like, what's the moves? Treehouse chilling. I'd be like, yeah, I got to put the kids to bed tonight. Every time. See, what if there now was I think that you're going crazy because the, the wife ain't letting this happen. <laughs> but wait, think about it. You have to get into the treehouse via stairs. You go up in this treehouse, you are drunk, but you have to get out of the treehouse via slide. All right, so now this is the worst idea I've ever heard. No. What if there's a zip line down back? I'm to letting you know right now that first off, back to I the hope the builders let you know that you're not zoned for this. Second off, your kids are gonna break many limbs trying to be like dad <laughs> and his friends. Well, could you imagine dad and their friends at like two a.m. fucking Wait, trying have to hang you on? Ever to seen your zip parents line? drunk with their friends? Oh, uh, just my dad. Yeah, I was about to say just my dad. Yeah, yeah. my dad. He fell oh, in the mom. pool. It was literally the funniest thing I have ever seen. Continue. I'm pretty sure my dad used one of my birthdays to do like a pig roast, and he got like a keg, and was just like, "Yo, as a parent, your child's birthday like, really be the birthday. turn up." Because you be looking at the invite list, and you be like, "Damn, my friends are here. What the fuck is this? I don't even know these niggas in the back at the at the grill talking to dad." And then you hear him up all night, and it's like, "Why the fuck yep. that kid invited? I don't even like him at school." Oh, my dad, like his dad, like what the fuck going on? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I never thought about that. Like, you might not follow uh, the kid at school, but like your dad, their dad, like, or it's terrible like, when their parents the hang out and they have to bring the kid over you don't like, and you're forced to hang out with them. Me, me, and this kid came cool like after high school because wow. I was then cool with his older sister who was a year older than me, and he's a year younger than me. But my dad was best friends with his dad all football. Fucking for two years, we were on the same uh, travel team. And him and my dad would just get there early. They put their little cheers out, watch practice, haze us during practice. They'd be fucking annoying. They'd be like heckling us at practice at like eight, nine year olds, 10 year olds. And they were like best friends ever. He only lived like three <laughs> minutes down the street from me. And I got to like later elementary school, middle school. My dad'd be like, why so and so never come over no more? And I was just like, yeah, like we not even cool like that. Here, here, younger, we got different friend groups. I got to high school, and my dad would still be asking, like, hey, yo, how is so-and-so's son doing? I'm like, dad, I ain't seen this nigga in five years. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Bro, he's hurt. He just needed permission to hang friend. out with his friend. Bro, why did he Because like, th- when I, I got to high school, this shit, like, then I got a car or whatever. I'm doing my own thing. When it's, like, later elementary school or middle school, I feel like if he, he knew if his dad came over, he was bringing his son. And he knew I wasn't finna hang out with that nigga. Mm. So now he watching the sun. That's so funny. Oh yeah, let me see what I got. Weekly free game, real quick. Oh, easy one. What'd you say? Easy one. Be eager. 
to meet her parents, to meet her family, to get to know them, to be around them. This is free game that may be overlooked. Some people are like, I don't like to intermingle with their family. Or maybe it's not super serious right now. Or maybe it will be later, but it's still early to meet her parents or her family. Be eager to meet the parents and the family. Because if you're a nigga like me, you got a little charisma, a little charm, they're going to like you anyway. And that's going to go a long mile that she didn't have to beg or force you to meet her parents while her last man never met her parents. And now this month two, month three, and you're meeting them. You're a stand-up guy. Her parents already like you because they didn't like the scumbag who wouldn't come meet them, or they wouldn't like the scumbag who was a piece of shit and didn't shake their hand when they met them. Be eager to meet their family and parents. That's today's free game. Just oh yeah, don't be like, hey, eager, like, nah, 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 nah. To bring it up. don't rush into it. Like, when she ready, go. Also, like a random tidbit, just okay. a little quick rando. Um, are y'all aware? Like, not everybody. I didn't like know to shake someone's hand until like the, my last year of high school, because my art teacher, God, Miss Peck, had a fat ass. I was telling her about I was in art one as a senior, so all I did was flirt with Miss Peck's fine ass. Um, I was telling her about how I went on a trip and the coach put his hand out to shake my hand. I was like, that was weird because I've only been dapped up every point until right now, which was like a weird turning point. And she taught me like the rules of handshaking. And then my dad was like, nigga, I told you this years ago. Probably wasn't paying attention, but I was watching somebody meet someone the other day when we were, it was actually a while ago because it was out to eat. It was probably like two or three weeks ago, not three weeks ago, two or three months ago. And it looked like he was meeting like parents or like coworkers, older coworkers of this girl. I want to say parents, but it could have been older coworkers. And bro went to shake the hand. Bro was standing up and he was sitting down the whole time. I said, nigga, who the fuck taught you how to shake another man's hand? Stand up and shake his hand. Greet him. Not everybody know how to greet people, apparently. Yeah, super, super disrespectful. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, it's always weird meeting the parents. Like, so you shake the dad's hand, but it's like, do you go for the hug with the mom? Like, what is, is that? That too is much? always strange. Do you, um, do do I say you definitely shake the dad's hand, and then if the mom seems like you got a vibe check real fast. If the mom feels like she's going in for a hug or a receptive to a hug, give the <laughs> hug. If not, give the handshake and over time migrate to the hug. Yeah, because I feel like you don't want to go for the hug. Oh, that'd and be get terrible. Rejected by the hug. That's how. That's what a about like if you bring a girlfriend and the girlfriend's meeting your parents? What do you expect them to do? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Through experience, my parents at least, they're waivers at first. They might hug you after they get to know you, but like they'll stand and they'll be like, Oh, how you doing? They'll like give a nice courteous wave from like five, eight feet away. So they're not gonna like rush the door to you. They'll just be standing back and like mm. greet you with a wave and go from there. Yeah, I feel like the wave is now that I'm trying to think about it right yeah. in my mind. I think that's probably it. And then at hopefully least you work your way up to a hug. If you don't work your way up to a hug after a certain amount of times, that's how you know their parents don't like you. What if they hug you from the jump? Like they go into the hug. <laughs> the parents? Mm-hmm. They probably over eager. So now you don't know. That, that's dangerous because now you never know what to think of these people. I had a dad who didn't greet me once. He just turned around his chair and was like, hey. I was like, the fuck, nigga? Stand up and greet me like a man. <laughs> How long did that relationship last? Huh? How long did that relationship last? Uh, it lasted for like three months. I was in high school. We actually became like best friends. 
Like I go over there after track practice while my girl was still at soccer and we drank and play Xbox. It was cool as shit. Oh, I thought you were gonna be like a week. My mom made me stop going. My mom made me stop going going over there because she found out I was drinking over there. And then she called them to try to yell at someone else's parents, which you can't (laughs) do as a parent. Like what they do in their house is what they do. And she was like, well, that's my son. I was like, mom, like, be cool. You blow my spot. (laughs) He like, be cool. I'm trying to drink. Well, no, my parents have done that. They, uh, except it was very G rated. Uh, my, my parents called, my friend's parents because they allowed me to watch Rugrats. Was Rugrats not allowed? No, I was not allowed to watch Rugrats when I was a hey, yo, Rugrats was lit, but all grown up was lit her. Jesus. I don't know. I wasn't allowed to watch. Mm. I, man, parents stay trying to blow my... My mom used to have this thing in middle school where she had to talk to the parents before I went over there, mm-hmm. which made it very hard to lie and go to parties. Mm. I- Cause he talked to him. She'd be like, "Ezra's gonna be there. Are you sure Ezra's gonna be there the whole night? Are thing. you gonna be there the whole night?" I'm like, "Mom, like, be cool. These adults, they don't gotta answer your questions." I, I always to told myself I'm gonna be that cool parent. I used to be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a cool parent who lets their kids drink in the basement because at least their home is safe." And the older I get, I'm like, "I was so stupid. I am not gonna be that parent. They can go do that at somebody else's house." <laughs> Um, real quick, Porch Talk Sports Talk, just do a quick recap of the divisional round. The Rams lost like I said they would. Baltimore lost like I said they would. Cleveland lost like I said they would. And Tampa won like I said they would. Four for four, no big deal. Hit on a $81 parlay this weekend, but I also lost like three other parlays. So They wouldn't give my fullback the ball, so you know how it'd be. Um, no surprise that the Rams lost. Green Bay. I think it was pretty close. I expect them to come out of if the NFC. If Aaron still. Donald was healthier, I think that game could have gone either way because golf played decent, and it was closer than I expected it to be. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay is just. They, I mean, they blow. It's going to get interesting to see what that Bucks defense can do because I don't know if the Bucks defense is really this good, or the Saints were just really that bad. But Drew Brees looked like shit. Brees didn't look good. He's, I mean, he knew he was retiring. He hasn't had any zip on the ball. He looked bad I, last year, too. That's why I'm surprised he came back. Still. But apparently, stories got that Sean Payton wanted Brady to come there this year. I feel like once he didn't get Brady, he had to go all in on somebody. So he went all in on Brees for one more year. But it's, it's almost sad that a legend went out like that in his home stadium. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah, that shit would think, eat me. Did up. they have people? No, they didn't have anybody in the crowd. Um, tough to go out like that. Um, it is, but it, they say it, it's hard to beat a team three times in a year. And give the, the Bills a little love, them. um, for fucking sending those bozos home because they fucking they're trash. I'm telling you, I was talking to Big B. You know, he a Raven fan, diehard. I I think we got they got to pull the trigger. Colin Cowherd was also talking about it today. If he thinks that they should fucking clean house with the coaching staff and G, not GM, but coaching staff out in Baltimore. I said it yesterday. I think you almost you can't move on from Lamar right now. So out of a fair shot to Lamar, as crazy as this sounds, there have been other coaches on winning teams, on playoff teams, who have then got fired because they needed a fresh start or message. I think you almost have to go a different way 
than John Harbaugh. See if you can bring in a different coaching staff, hopefully either an offensive guru or a defensive coordinator who's going to hire an offensive guru who tries to figure something out to do the best with Lamar. Because we've now seen two years in a row they've done the same thing, where we can lead the league in rushing. We're going to run, run, run. And then when we stop the run, y'all are fucking trash. The teams in the playoffs usually have good teams, which come with better defenses. You can't be one-dimensional in the playoffs. And the fact that he's done this twice now isn't 100% his fault because that's all Lamar can do. But at the same time, maybe you need a new coach who's going to bring in new ideas, new talent, maybe hit free agency, bring in some receivers. It's going to be hard because they're about to lose a lot of players in free agency. I mean, this is – the issue is they're they'd be in the same issue like where the Eagles and Texans are. Well, most of the Eagles, where you start late, um, and a lot of the main players are that you want to sign. I really want the Eagles to sign the uh, Slay or whatever from San Fran because they bring a little they, he hired already. coordinator. Oh, um, you could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wish the Eagles would got him, um, but. Fucking Dayball from the Bills is looks like he's fucking going the Chiefs coordinator is still available in Baltimore. Behenemy or something. If you can, uh, uh, the Ravens are a strong organization. Yeah. If you could pry him away, I, he, I think I would shoot my shot there and see what we can do. Because at the, you're stuck with Lamar for at least one more year. So before you give him a huge contract, you might as well see if he's worth that contract. Yeah, I think they could definitely. Use some help on the offensive side. This year, he doesn't like to throw to receivers. He's definitely more of a tight end kind of guy. Um, but someone besides Willie Sneed out there with Hollywood Brown. I'm not going to lie. Hollywood Brown, like a three in my eyes. Put up on a lot of teams, and he's not one nor two. He's almost – I was going to say, he could play the slot. He's almost on one trick pony. He's going to run some goals, or he's going to run some crossers, and that's really about it. And I think his biggest problem is he thinks he's better than he is because that first year he caught a lot of deep balls when they were beating up on bad teams. And you don't see defenses just take him out games. So. Yeah. And, I mean, they can run the ball too because Dobbins had a decent game. Like he, he was getting some big runs when they handed it to him. Issue yeah. is Lamar sometimes wants to tuck it, and then that's when you get into fucking issues. Cleveland almost came back against Kansas City. Mahomes went down with a concussion. I mean, I'm sure he'll be playing against Buffalo next week, but if for some reason Absolutely. he doesn't. And put the whole clip on Buffalo money. Fucking the Browns are pussy for that. When they punted that. it, I said they can't punt that. You cannot. It's the Chiefs. I don't care who you got over there. It's still Andy Reid calling plays. Andy, Andy Reid has made Donovan McNabb look like a Hall of Famer. Kevin Cobb look decent. Mike Vick's career get rejuvenated. I'm missing one scrub who was a scrub. Who's the one that Gar- – not Garcia. Garcia as well. Who's the fucking scrub that Garcia? won y'all that Super Bowl? Nick Foles. Big Dick Nick. Was he not th- – I thought that was Nick Foles's. Uh, he was Yeah, there. when it was him and Mike Vick going back and forth. And oh, well, he, he got he a little was, PT and looked good with Andy Reid there. Andy Reid is a quarterback early. whisperer because he's always going to surround him with great talent on the outside, a good tight end, and he's going to call good plays. Why the fuck would you be down five and give him back the ball? For that that fourth down play was big balls by fucking Reed. I loved it. Yeah, it was big for uh, them. Um, we already talked about Tampa one. 
Um, that was yeah, more they, defense, they was not, it wasn't like Tampa's offense was really doing shit either. Everything in me wants the Bills to pull this off. Um, that would be so good. Bills versus Green Bay. The only reason I want Tampa to win a little bit is yeah, that would of, like, be crazy. The fact that they'd be if that home. really played out for Tom, that would be insane. And if they won, I think it. I'm not gonna lie. I think if if they made the Super Bowl and they won, the problem is I know he, he won't. It doesn't get better. Tom, that's history. Tom looked decent. Give him an off season with these weapons. Exactly, maybe won. even revamp the fucking defense a little more. They could be even dangerous, sir, next year if they don't lose too much. I'd have to see what their free agents look like, but they got a squad. I think the only on the offense, I think the only big one is Godwin. And probably Fournette, Fournette, if Fournette will probably come back. You can probably get A.B. to resign. Antonio Brown. And I can't even lie. I would let Godwin walk. Huh? Really? It's too many mouths to feed. They got two good tight ends, two good wide receivers. And I know he's got the broken thumb or broken finger, so I don't know what it is. But Godwin ain't looked the same since he got there, for real. The issue is, yeah, I, it's yeah. With the amount of money that you have to pay out, yeah, you pay him if you don't you have AB. But get an AB and Mike Evans, you don't then need Godwin. Especially because, like, I don't know why this whole narrative that AB is like not good ever since whatever. AB is nice. I He's think the issue good. is he did play in Bruce Arians' offense before back in Pittsburgh, but he wasn't the guy back then. It was fucking – I want to say it was Santonio Holmes and Mike Wallace. They had a stacked receiving core in that team back then. The issue then was he wasn't, like, the guy, the guy. They always do. And Antonio Holmes – not fuck. Antonio Brown isn't, like, the deepest deep threat in the world. He runs good Chris routes and then takes it. And Bruce Arians yeah. is like a gunslinger offense. If you're on the outside, you're going deep. If deep cover, will float across on the crosser. Yeah. And Mike See, Evans almost had that. Like, I don't think he was. I, I truly think Tom out. threw a shitty ball. You put that in the middle, and that's a touchdown. No, he should have led it more towards, towards the middle. But overall, I mean, you look at the stats over the year, like – Mike Evans gets locked up, but he got the touchdown. And hey, yeah. I think the touchdown over those type of big receivers like are built for those big man. corners. So they have a like Jalen Ramsey, fucking Xavier Rhodes used to. You give them a big receiver, they lock them down. Um, all right, let me let me get your prediction for these okay. championship games. Fucking Bills over Chiefs, regardless of if Mahomes plays. I'm going with the better quarterback play right now. And the better quarterback is Josh Allen. Fucking. Oh, I hate warm weather teams going to the cold, but Tom has some fucking magic. So I'm going Bucks, Bucks over Packers, 31-23, Bills over Chiefs, 35-28. Um, in case you guys are wondering, the Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Over under is 50 and a half. And then the Chiefs are only three point favorites right now. And the over under is 53. I think the Packers are going to win. I just, Rodgers has been having MVP year. I also don't know, no offense to this Bucks defense, who's going to lock up fucking Devontae Adams. Tell you that much. I don't know about this. I want, I want to say Buffalo. 
but I'm not. I'm just not 100% sold there because it's hard to bet against the Chiefs because we saw what they can. They can just put up points when they want to. Issue is, is Mahomes even he have that he had a foot or whatever the toe injury yesterday, yesterday too. Yes, sir. With this turf toe. I'm gonna go with the Bills, man. I mean, I'm. I don't feel com- like it's. It's not a bet where I feel comfortable, which is usually I'll the ones that I end up winning. I so picked the Bills before the season started as my sleeper pick. No big deal. They don't have a running back. They got to start running the ball a little bit more. You can't have Josh Allen. He was doing all right, times. but uh, Singletary was doing fine yesterday uh, when he got the ball. I just don't want to make Josh throw the ball fifty times in a game. But also, what's up with the Bills <laughs> defense? Are we even hype on them? Whatever. I've taken the Bills for now. That's it. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. All right, let's do music and TV. We get out of here. Music wise, who, who wants to start? Division dropped the new album. DVSN. <laughs> Um, their shit is fire. Probably the best R and B album I've heard since Alicia back in the fall. So this one's like that. And then movies or TV, go out and watch One Night in Miami. The shit is epic. Solid. Um TV, I'm gonna suggest Bridgerton on Netflix. It is super, super good. And then Music. I have not really listened to any music lately. Um, that was nuts. Huh? That was that Slaughter Beach Dog album. Interesting. Slaughter Beach yeah, Dog. I don't have anything for music. I haven't really listened to any lately. I have been reading books though. This year, I'm going to read fifty books. Um. I stumbled upon you have a, book a recommendation? random one on. Can you get me? What you mean? My bad, my bad. Um, the, the Crimson Elite series, <laughs> and it's like a what's it called, erotic novel or whatever. And I just happened to read it, and I was like, "Well, shit!" Now I have to finish all four of them. So, I... oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this like in and the vein of Fifty Shades I, of Grey? Jesus Christ, y'all! Ageist sexual Don't give him that much credit. <laughs> oh, you did have an awakening. It's I not keep one hearing. person. You just had. I an just awakening. don't want to give him any credit towards anything. No, it's it's not him. It's oh, just you God. had one. TikTok awoke it. Yeah, gave you your awakening. We'll give it a TikTok. Um. I don't have any music, but, you know, I'm always here for supporting the podcast. Uh, so, you know, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, all that. Uh, the merch the link is still up. Probably have to do a little revamp of that. Get some old things out of there, new things up. Um, but all that matters is Saturday, Conor McGregor Fight Week. We are back. We're going to smash Dustin Poirier in under 60 seconds per the champ champ. So we'll be looking forward to that. Look forward to the uh, post-fight I'm sorry proper 12 order. shots that will be taken per ritual. It's going to be an incredible weekend. I'm already looking forward to it. Nothing else matters this week, just Saturday. Um, But, hey, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you as always. Leave us a free Apple podcast. Subscribe to us uh, on anything that you listen to podcasts to. Uh, Porch Talk, No A, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're all popping off over there. Ed has a new TikTok as well. Follow him. He's doing big thing. Paige has a TikTok. If you can find her, follow her. Searching. She also has OnlyFans, allegedly. If you can find that, let us know. 
we appreciate you guys. Niggas riding in the streets. Try the police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred.